you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. Rubenstein and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 117. Hi guys, how are you? I am recording this from Galveston at a condo right along the beach. So I'm looking out at the beach, it's super windy. It was supposed to be raining all day today, and it's not. Um, I'm actually recording this Memorial Day weekend. And we are down here. It's actually just me and my husband because I have teenagers and they have abandoned us. We did have one person down here um, with us last night, but she just drove it back to Houston. And last night, we watched my son's graduation from college. Um, he graduated from college last night. And um, it was all done virtually. Uh, Brene Brown gave the commencement speech. And if you don't know who Brene Brown is, you need to go find out right away. Um, literally Google Brene Brown. But most of you, I would assume, know. Well, I shouldn't say I assume. I, I actually meet a lot of people who don't know who Brene Brown is. So if you don't know who she is, you're welcome. She's amazing. Um, and she did the commencement speech. And so um, we were really excited because I followed Brene for a long time. And even though the ceremony, you know, wasn't exactly the weekend, we were supposed to be in Austin. That's why we came down here this weekend, because we were supposed to be in Austin this weekend. And we had, I mean, we literally had started planning months in advance and our extended family was coming up and we had booked all these places and done all these things. And it was supposed to be a whole big weekend. It's our oldest child, uh, first kid graduating from college. So um, Brene shared her inspiring story and ultimately the message was all about falling down over and over again in her life. And I've followed her for a long time and we heard things that we've never heard her share. And her, and so what she said kind of throughout her speech was it was really all about falling down and picking yourself up and having the courage to begin again. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's pretty much called resilience. The ability to bounce back, right, to get back up and begin again to bounce back after life doesn't quite go your way. And I've heard many people that are way smarter than me say that the common denominator for living a successful life, however you define success, um, but really living a successful life, whether that means successful financially, successful academically, successful in terms of surrounding yourself with the people that you want to be surrounding yourself with, but people who feel successful, okay, so define that however you'd like, um, the common denominator is resiliency. And as Brene says, to have the courage to be vulnerable, okay, to face risk, being vulnerable is all about facing risk and uncertainty. And if and when you fail, you begin again. So it's very vulnerable when you're facing risk 
and uncertainty. And there's a good chance you're going to fail. And when you fail, you begin again. And that is how we build resiliency. And so right now, what I want to say to you guys is it's a really vulnerable time for all of us. It, look, it feels risky right now to even go to the grocery store. Like, God forbid, get on an airplane. And I mean, even my family, we just planned because we're kind of going a little stir crazy and we live in Houston and um, we're not going, you know what? I shouldn't say I'm going stir crazy just because everyone else is going stir crazy. I'm literally the world's biggest homebody and there's sort of never been anyone happier than me um, because I like operate in a very small space in my house um, that I, I like come out of there just to eat. Um, but from my bed to my bathroom, to my little nest where I get work done to my balcony off my bedroom, where I do yoga to my desk in my bedroom, where I hold all my classes and calls. Like I, it's a, I leave my house to go take dog walks. Um, but so I'm very happy and I sort of hate plans and I'm, I'm really sound like a whole lot of fun, don't I? Um, so for me, I'm really not going stir crazy, but I do love to like be on my balcony, be outside, um, work outside during the day, walk my dog a lot, just, you know, sit outside and watch my son play basketball, um, or swim or whatever. And I, I, you know, I don't like being cooped up and it gets flipping hot in Houston in the summer. So we've all been kind of thinking about Houston in the summer. And so we decided, you know what, we're going to do what we're doing here, but just do it in Colorado. And we are driving 16 hours and get this. We just decided that we're actually camping overnight on the way to break up the drive. Now, I know that probably doesn't sound like a big deal to a lot of you guys where you're like, and, 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 but here's the thing. We're, we're not campers. Like, We've sort of always wanted to be campers. I don't, I don't know that I would admit that out loud necessarily. And it's kind of been like a bucket list item that we've never accomplished because I hear, and we have lots of friends who go camping and it's amazing. And you sit down and there's a lot of presence in camping and there's a lot of beautiful memories made with camping. And I want my kids to have always wanted them to have all those simple moments and all the memories. I didn't have a lot of that growing up. And so that's always been important. Um, but we just sort of made a decision a few years back that we're not campers. And so we were like, yeah, the kids are going to just not have, they're going to, we're going to leave that bucket list item unchecked because we're just not doing it. Like, I don't like bugs. I don't like sleeping on the ground. I don't like possibly not having a whole night's sleep. Um, it's just, yeah, we were just like, yeah, we're not doing it. So now fast forward that um, we're find ourselves planning an overnight in a tent, a little over halfway between Texas and Colorado, because it seems less risky to us than what's involved to travel by plane. And the uncertainty of our future, right? Like the un like there's there was there was some risk, there was some uncertainty. And lo and behold, it's kind of forced us to get this bucket list item that we've decided we decided would go unchecked. We we decided to make it happen. I don't know. Something about that has us building some resiliency. And, you know, my daughter, like I told you about my son graduating college and it wasn't maybe necessarily exactly what he had planned on, what we had planned on. Um, but also there's my daughter, you know, she's got a lot of uncertainty with her future. She's also a 2020 graduate, but she's a graduate of high school and not college. And right now there's a whole lot of uncertainty about her fall semester of college, her very first semester of college. She's waited a long time for this moment and she may not get to go. And the only thing that's certain for her right now 
is that her first year of college will definitely look different than what she had planned. Okay, so a um, lot of uncertainty there, a lot of uncertainty feels really upsetting and really disappointing. And just like with the UT graduation, you know, with my son last night, a lot of like, wasn't going to happen, wasn't going to happen. What is it going to be like virtually? Um, you know, he didn't know. And a lot of disappointment, not what I expected. And then I, you know, my youngest son, he's heading to high school in the fall. So he literally, like, I sort of think his middle school is the last moments of childhood. You know, when you get to high school, it's just like, okay, these are the real teenage years. And um, the, it's just like, seems like the last, like right now it's the last moments for him. And he's a boy and, you know, boys develop a little later. So if you have a girl, if you're like, my daughter's been a full-fledged teenager till she, since she was 13. Um, it's just not the case, especially, I don't know, if you have boys that are a little later to develop it. I feel like we get teenage years until, I mean, uh, little kid years until pretty, like around 15. So it's like the last moments of childhood. And here he is stuck virtually learning from home, right? And um, and interacting with his friends on Fortnite and TikTok and maybe a bike ride every once in a while. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah, I also found out the virtual learning for him meant that um, somehow he mastered the art of being on Zoom while binge watching Netflix. Yeah, and, and appearing on camera, but somehow like I think he would like put his, his earbuds connect his earbuds in some way where he could like, like he was flying through seasons. I'm like, when are you watching all this TV? And he kind of smiled the other day and he's like, mm, maybe I figured out how to look like I'm in class and the camera's on me, but I'm actually watching shows. I was like, oh my gosh. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So he, um, he spent the last moments of middle school being in virtual school, but really been watching Netflix and, and socializing with his friends on technology and way more technology than I want him to be on, okay? So the bottom line is, is my three kids, they're all experiencing milestones during the 2020 pandemic. Like their rite of passage ceremonies look very different than what they were expecting. And there've been a lot of disappointments, y'all, for sure. Just like I'm sure you guys are experiencing as well. Like my kids will forever be known, especially my two older ones, as part of the class of 2020. And they'll probably forever be asked the question, oh, you graduated in 2020? Oh, that sucks. How, what was that like? You know, that's forever now going to be a part of their story, right? So, so no matter what I say or do, like, I can't take that reality away. I can't make it different. All I can do is just hold space for their disappointment. And it's really interesting what I've noticed. And let me tell you guys, it, it, this does not come naturally to me. I would say naturally I am majorly a fixer and I'm a glass half empty. I mean, I'm a glass half full. So when anyone I love experiences sadness or disappointment, my first instinct is to not hold space and sit with them and just allow that disappointment and just, you know, just allow it and hold space for it. Um, my first instinct is to be like, Oh, but at least you've gotten to have a lot of time, you know, at home, you know, and you've gotten to, play, gotten to play more video games and, oh, wow, you know, you could have, and, and you're not sitting in class seven hours, like my natural go-to is to try and happy them up and convince them why they shouldn't feel disappointment pointed or how it has, hasn't been, like it's to do the opposite of hold space. So me, you know, what I've noticed is, I mean, and this is a skill that you get better and better at you guys. So I, you know, I've made peace with it. And for the most part, I would say maybe 80% of the time I do a decent job, 20% of the time I still royally screw it up. Um, but 
it's really interesting. You know, they're fine. Y'all, the virtual commencements, the hours on Fortnite and TikTok, the car parades instead of parties, none of it is ideal. And they're fine. They move through the disappointment. Like you don't have to say anything. You don't have to fix it for them. You just allow, you hold space, you acknowledge, yeah, it's hard. It sucks. It was not what you were expecting. And as Brene said during the commencement, she says you fall down, you begin again. And yes, it's vulnerable. Right now is vulnerable. And we're all becoming more resilient. Okay? We're all becoming more resilient. And one last thing. So of course, do you ever watch a show and then you have to go and like Google every person that's on the show, every actor, and then read all about their personal lives or whatever it is. So um, I do that too. And after Brene's uh, commencement speech, I went and I went on YouTube and I started looking up other commencement speeches because I remember Oprah had left one years ago that I really liked and um, for Stanford or Harvard or whatever. So I started looking up commencement speeches and I think I looked up Oprah commencement and then I got <laughs> led to this one, this commencement speech by Andy Samberg and, um, and it's the 2012 Harvard commencement. So like what, stop what you're doing immediately and you've got to go watch it. It is literally the most hysterical thing. And I cannot believe he got away with this commencement speech. So go watch it because it's so damn funny. Um, he kisses a man in the first like minute. Like it's just, it, I, I, there were jaws on the ground. Okay, guys, um, fall down, begin again. It's all about building resiliency. That's truly how we'll feel happy and successful. And that's what we're doing right now, you guys. We're all in it. It's vulnerable. Have a great week. Are you ready to start having productive conversations if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you hear me go through my three-step productive conversation process to solve any problem and you're thinking, how does she do that? Guess what? I made a really cool resource for you guys. I call it the problem-solving one sheet. Okay, it's one sheet front and back, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it will walk you through how to have productive conversations and you'll practice and before you know it, you'll be having productive conversations all day, every day. It really is the solution to solve any problem. So you can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash problem solving, all one word. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash problem solving, all one word.